Corey Gleed, a clinical psychologist, and I specialize in evidence-based treatment for anxiety, depression, and stress. And I'm Anna White. I'm a former Wall Street executive. I experienced severe burnout at one point in my career, and I discovered that it had a lot to do with my type C personality. Anna and I are here to educate people about type C traits, which are being pathologically nice, putting the needs of others above yours, avoiding conflict, always saying yes, and worrying excessively about disappointing other people. On each episode, we'll share personal stories and also strategies for how to live in healthier ways and how to prevent burnout. So on this episode, we're going to talk about when and how to end a toxic relationship. We've talked in one of our previous episodes about pushy people and how to keep them at bay, but sometimes it makes sense to simply just get out of the relationship. And this is really hard for type C people to do. It's the ultimate in disappointing people, which is what type C people struggle so much with. Um, But there are times when the people in our lives just don't have the emotional capacity to consider our needs. And that's when we really need to think about getting out of it. So why is this so important to end this relationship? We all, not just type C people actually, need to protect ourselves from toxic people. This is extremely important for our health. Otherwise, we can end up under tremendous stress with a poor quality of life or unfortunately in the most extreme situations being emotionally, physically, or even sexually abused. Why are people with type C more prone to get into these toxic relationships? So we've talked about this a long time ago on the development of type C, but let's just go back a little bit and remind everyone. If we had a toxic or abusive person in our lives growing up, it can be hard to notice the early warning signs with these types of people in our lives currently. People with type C traits are more likely to focus on making others happy. And I can say as a type C person, we have a tendency to ignore feelings of discomfort or fear. We just push them away. And these are important to be aware of so that we can protect ourselves. So we can find it difficult to end a relationship. It feels easier just to hang in there than to risk dealing with the possibility that this could become some long and drawn out conflict. And of course, we like to avoid conflict at all costs. (laughs) And this can happen in the workplace as well. You know, toxic work environments are very unhealthy and they can cause a lot of stress, both mentally mentally and physically. So I just want to say that I have a lot of patients who have traumatic backgrounds that involve toxic people. And I can't say this enough, that it is so important to at some point in your life realize that you may, your kind of alarm system has been turned off or turned down because you're used to these types of people. And you may meet someone new either at work or in your personal life who's not as bad as that toxic person, but it doesn't mean that they're actually healthy for you. So really, we're going to be talking about that noticing and also things that you can do to take care of yourself today. And this is one thing that you've pointed out to me that I just have a tolerance for certain types of behavior from people that is is too great. The yep. tolerance is too is, nice. Too nice. <laughs> So here are some examples of when you might need to end a relationship or change the situation. So someone routinely dismisses your needs despite your stating them clearly. Someone who is constantly lying to you or gaslighting you, which we all hear that term gaslighting a lot, but it means 
manipulating you into questioning your own reality or your memory or how you perceive something. Or someone who asks too much of you despite you saying no. We talked recently about pushy people. Yeah. So how pushy are they? Are they not listening to you? And can they be hurtful to you? Someone who criticizes you all the time or is constantly belittling you. Someone who actively abuses you in any way. So this includes all of the above and obviously more. Okay, so I'm gonna um, go through an example of a toxic work environment and how I handle this situation. So this was a small company. The owners of the company were not honest people. They would routinely lie to us about the state of the business. They would lie to employees and clients and prospective clients. So we all got super excited about how much money we we're going to make. And then that never came to fruition. Um, but my job, I was responsible for finding investors and they would routinely ask me to lie to the team about what the market was telling us about our products which put me in a terrible situation. So there were also some abusive things that went on. Like they fired a young person one time simply because they found out he had gone on another interview. I mean, granted, we were not making any money and, you know, it's not that big of a stretch for this guy to be out interviewing, but they called everyone into the conference room. They made a big example out of this guy. It was almost this like mob-like mentality of you must be loyal to the firm. And if we find out you're not, you're out. Ooh, so like a cult. <laughs> Um, but after a couple of years, I knew I had to get out of there, but I was also sensitive to having a short stint on my resume and how that can be a red flag to people. Um, and I was also worried, like, maybe I need a recommendation from them sometime in the future. So these are my sort of reasons for sticking it out. I mean, I was only there for two years, but it felt like a lot longer than that. So I really want to point out here that Anna is talking about a lot of type C traits that really, you know, she put up with a lot more of this abusive, toxic behavior for a long time and probably longer than you should have. Yep. Um, so Anna, here's a quick question. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how being in this environment influenced you and affected you physically and emotionally? Um, yeah, I was, I was not in a good place with my health. It was kind of that period after my maternity leave, I was already in a bad place from not taking care of myself then. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I was kind of in survival mode. I had this terrible fatigue. Um, I just felt terrible. I just felt kind of crappy every single day. And I was not in a joyful place in my life. You know, when you have to go into a toxic work environment every day, it just, it can wear you down mentally and physically. I felt I felt depressed. I felt, you know, I had all kinds of physical issues, which I've talked about before, but not in a good place. Right. So, you know, it almost kind of sounds like, like being like in a war zone um, and a lot of like sort of PTSD symptoms. Yeah. Um, so really your type C traits made you ignore yourself physically yeah. and emotionally. And it kind of sounds like in order to survive, you kind of went into this like numbed out distanced space and, you know, which your needs really, you know, like didn't matter in order to do your job and take care of the things you needed to do. So you kind of put your needs last. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it kind of sounded like you felt like, or maybe not consciously, you know, that you needed to do this. But one of the things we really want to talk about here is trying to notice for everyone out there listening, how can you notice yourself? Yeah. Um, and how can you think about if you're in one of these situations, 
there might be a lot of worries that you have for leaving this situation. And it is definitely often hard with toxic people to leave the situation. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But what is the long-term cost? Uh, how is thinking so much about other people really hurting you significantly, hurting maybe family or friends, or even hurting future job prospects mm -hmm. in if you stay in this situation too long? I would say there were plenty of red flags and signals that my body was giving me that I completely and totally ignored. I just kept plowing right. forward. And yeah. so that's a classic type C response, mm -hmm. which we really want people to notice. Um, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people who kind of feel frustrated with their bodies or kind of beat themselves up. Like they see so many other people doing more. And I would say, I don't think that's true. I actually think other people do slow down when they need to and take care of themselves. And that's why they can do more. But the type C person doesn't do that. So tell us, what did you do next? Okay. So this is where the story gets a little wacky. Um, I found myself another job, but oddly, when I went into the boss's office to quit, I cried. I cried a lot because I felt so guilty about leaving. And these were abusive people, but it was like I had Stockholm syndrome and this was not good. It felt unprofessional. It felt dishonest because I certainly was not unhappy about leaving. It was just the weight of the guilt kind of just came over me and I, and I, I couldn't control it. This actually really reminds me, we're going to talk also now about like things to do about this, but I will say that unfortunately, thank gosh you were able to leave because oftentimes people with type C who are thinking so much about other people and not wanting to disappoint other people will actually go backwards. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a boyfriend or a boss who is pushy or toxic enough, you go in with the right intentions and that nervousness and that guilt and that anxiety actually like you get derailed and you end up saying yes and saying, I can see that happening. So let's talk about a better way. You know, it's so important to highlight and talk about um, that you are a smart, mature, thoughtful person, and yet you got so sucked in and unfortunately driven by this guilt and thinking about other people that you stayed in this toxic environment and, you know, obviously we're suffering so much. So let's talk about some tools here. In these really challenging situations with toxic people, a really important thing to remember is bravery is crucial as is also staying present with the cost of continuing this toxic relationship or job on your health for yourself, as well as other people and things that matter to you. So really try to pay attention to guilt or anxiety or fear when it shows up, when you're thinking about trying to end a relationship and also notice the urges to avoid dealing with the situation. These are all things that are understandable and normal, but really try to keep in mind this long-term cost and be brave. And I definitely kicked the can down the road longer than I should have. I realized pretty quickly once I got in there that this was not gonna be a very good work environment. Um, but again, you know, due to the fear of the resume, not being at the long, at the job long enough. But, you know, I realized now that in order to take care of myself, I needed to realize that my needs came first and this toxic situation was not going to change and that it was, it was time to leave. And there was no way I was going to change these people. So just to highlight when ending a toxic relationship, you know, it's so important to be assertive communicate our needs clearly. Okay. So let's get a little bit more personal and talk about how people can go about ending a toxic relationship, whether it's with a friend or a family member or a romantic partner. So with difficult and pushy people, 
I think we would agree it's okay to use certain tactics that we wouldn't normally recommend with people who you want to continue a relationship. And so once you've decided to end this relationship, here are a couple thoughts on how you might do it. Okay. So first you can call the person or write an email or even text if you don't feel it is a good idea to meet in person. And if you have to meet them in person, it might be a good idea to meet them in a public place during the day. So if you've listened to some previous episodes or checked out our website, Type C Toolbox, really remember, don't apologize or explain yourself. Keep it short. Uh, Using I statements, which we talked about before, instead of you statements, you statements tend to put people on the defensive. And that looks something like you always do so-and-so. You never did this. Right. Right. So an I statement would be, you know, this isn't working for me right now. Even though it doesn't have I, it's focusing on yourself. That's the I statement concept. You focus on yourself, whereas the you is really like pointing the finger at the other person. So putting this into action, let's consider an example of breaking up with a boyfriend (laughs) who is emotionally abusive. Maybe he constantly belittles you or is overly controlling and possessive. So you've made the decision to move on. So based on the length of your relationship, you decide that you think you owe it to this person to do it in public. Okay. So here's how you might do it. You could meet him in the coffee, meet him for coffee during the day in a well-lit, well-populated coffee shop. And you could say something like, it's time to end our relationship. This is not working for me anymore. And so, like we said, this is an I statement. It's more effective than a you statement. A you statement might sound like you ignore me. You constantly belittle me. You're making me so unhappy. And these can be perceived as aggressive. So once you've delivered this simple, short, non-apologetic I statement, you can repeat it as many times as you need, like we've talked about with the broken record technique. So remember, do not explain yourself, no matter how pushy this other person is, or maybe they beg or plead you to stay in the relationship. They make you feel guilty. If it takes a turn for the worse, don't apologize, don't explain yourself. You can also always get up and leave. So one last note we want to make here. Something is better than nothing, right? Don't beat yourself up if it takes you several times to try to do these things. There are going, these are super, super, super hard to do. These are challenging people to deal with. And you really need to be kind to yourself in the process. That is really important. All right. I think we're wrapped up for today. We hope this was helpful. Please email us if you have any situations or questions you want to ask us, typectoolbox at gmail.com. Please check out our website at typectoolbox.com and stay tuned for another podcast. Oh, wait, one last thing. You can also check us out on Instagram at typectoolbox. And we love hearing from listeners. So give us a uh, nice review on iTunes if you like our uh, podcast and please feel free to be in contact. Thank you for listening today. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It's not meant to be a substitute for mental health treatment. If you're having a mental health emergency, please dial 911. If you're looking for mental health treatment, please visit the National Alliance on Mental Illness website at NAMI, which is N-A-M-I dot org.